Hi friends, it's great to have you back here at the Bloom Strong Podcast. This is the part two of a three episode as we talk with Elizabeth, where God has transformed and shown her a new way and a restored motive when it comes to food and fitness. This is a really good one, and we hope it continues to stir up the invitation where God is inviting you into as you move your body and see it and uh, feed it every day. So let's just um, dive right in. Here's the thing is that like Matthew 11, 28 through 30, when he talks about like, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest, take my yoke upon me and learn from me. And, um, I need to look at the scripture, but (laughs) I think that people think like that verse means, I know what you're doing is really hard, but if you invite me in to like, do it with you, it won't be so hard. But I, I think what Jesus is saying when he says he's inviting, I think he's inviting us to learn a new way. And I think that when we go into a workout because we're doing it and it's hard and we're like, yeah, I can do hard things. And God, will you be here with me to help me do this really hard thing? I think it's a step closer, but I don't know that that's the fullness of what God's trying to give us. I think as, as of now, but I'm still learning and I don't have it all figured out. But I think what God's saying is, could this workout be so that you can feel my love even more? Could this workout be so that you can hear me, feel me and experience my perfect love that casts out any fear that you might be attacked with through this broken, sinful world that you live in? Could it be that when you steward your nutrition, And maybe your flesh wants this, but you're like, no, God, I'm going to make room for you to have your way with me because that's better than any food or anything on this earth that I've ever tasted. There's a spiritual life and a spiritual encounter with your heavenly father that he wants to give you and like infuse you with that could be better than any earthly experience that he wants that that you could ever experience. Like God wants to give you that. And he's always calling and inviting us into that, yet we are afraid that it doesn't exist, maybe because we've never experienced or made room for it, and we've just padded ourselves with all these comfortable, tasty, you know, easy, fleeting, lustful things, but could it be that there's so, like something so much better that God wants to do through the daily things that we choose, and I believe that that is his heart, and I believe that He does want us to learn a new way and that the things that used to feel hard and like we had to rush through and check off our list aren't going to feel that way anymore, but it's almost instead going to be like a romantic, like, Hey, do you want to come? Do you want to come do this with me? And remember that like, I have so many good blessings for you on the other side of anything that tests your flesh or tries your patience and that this is actually equipping you to fully accept and appreciate the amazing things that I want to give you in the future and do you trust me and you're like okay (laughs) so that's one of the things that God's been speaking to me through that but it's not just for fitness and nutrition it could be for any simple thing I do. I think that's the transformation of the process is, is really becoming one. 
and whole with him. And what was stirring up was, you know, things can be, depending on a person's heart motive, and we don't know people's heart motive. You know what I mean? Like, you know your heart motive. God knows why you go into the places that you do or do the things that you do. But like, things can be an idol of the heart if they are where your value lies or if they are taking room or place of where God wants to be. Um, but everything comes down to a heart motive and how you were saying like, God wants to be in the things that we do together and have that unity. I was actually going over Matthew 11, 28 through 30 with a friend. And they were saying that, you know, a lot of times they put like an older oxen with a younger oxen to learn how to, how to plow together, whatever they were doing. Right. Um, and he said, next to, we put an older one next to a younger one. And I just thought, God just wants us to be close to him. Like he wants us to be with him and all of the things that we do and um, include him in those things. And so it's so opposite and so backwards from our result driven, hustle focused world. And we know this, and especially as women, women are very, very in touch to hardened souls and the sin that if like whether you're a believer or not we know things that are messed up that happen in the heart of men in the heart of our friends we see our friends struggle we know that things are out of order and um it's so much easier to just kind of not process through things and not and look at things it's like what does god want to reveal to me in this time and like how how is me doing this inviting god in so i can experience him in a new way right it's just so much easier to just get it done because and not think about it but god i believe wants to give us a life that is so abundant and rich with his holy spirit and with his love and um that so many times we don't even consider what that's like because we haven't experienced a glimmer of it. And I think even like what, what I've been hearing him say too, is even in like the other night I was, I was just telling you this, I was so tired. I was like, got into bed at seven. And I was like, just a nap, like just a quick little power nap, you know, but it was just a rest box. It wasn't like a Jesus rest box. It was just like, I'm going to lay down. And I'm not saying that you know, I'm still learning. I don't know. I don't know what every rest in the future is going to look like for me, but I turned on this beautiful, like upper room song while I was resting. And I literally just felt like the glory of God fall all around me. And I felt, I didn't even sleep, but I felt so energized after. And I was like, literally my question was, God, like, is this how you want me to rest? Like, when, when Jesus went away, I wonder what he felt being alone in the presence of God. He probably wasn't just like, y'all, I need a minute. I'll be back. I just need like 20 minutes. You know, I'm just going to lock myself in the bathroom real quick, kids. Like, don't be on the duck. I don't think he was like, <laughs> I think he was looking and seeking and crying out to the father to infuse him with this supernatural power and glory and energy that like 
comes from heaven. Like, and we get to bring heaven down and in everything that we do. And so, um, the process of this has been really worth the pause and the unknowns. And there was a time that I, I wondered like, okay, I'm going to stop tracking my macros. I'm going to stop weighing myself. And I remember feeling like, what if I balloon out? Like, what if my body completely changes? What if this, what if that? And there are so many what ifs that are negative, but there are so many, like, I I can tell you from experience being on the other side of seeking the father's heart on this, it is going to provide a simplified and enriched way of life that is going to be one that you desire to sustain and remain in because it's led by love rather than the fear of not being good enough. Just like Romans 8, 14 says, those that are led by the spirit are no longer under the religious, you know, wonderings or fear of never measuring up or not being good enough. Like as sons and daughters of the most high King, we operate in a way where we're invited into a love culture, a love space, right? So it's um, really, really beautiful to like acknowledge that and realize that, oh, if I'm operating in my identity, I don't do things out of obligation, impulse, or fear. I do things because I'm invited to be close to the father's heart and the things that he invites me to do um, can get me there if my heart is right. And if I slow down enough to allow that invitation, to hear the invitation, to see the invitation, to kind of envision, well, what could this be like if I used this time to allow God to reveal his heart to me? That is so good. And what I like, I have two little things that I'm going to ask you, but also that are just stirring. So, um, one is that it sounds like through this process and I've, you know, been through this process process as well, but I, it's looked different. And I've definitely, since the beginning of a relationship, I know that you've been in this process with the body and the striving and what, what, what am I supposed to do, you know, to get where I need to be. And the heart is that we want to be in a place that we know we can be. We want, we like your heart was like, I want to look the best that I know I'm supposed to look, but really your heart too, behind what you knew was I want to be standing in the full identity of how God has created me. And I want that to be what people see. But when we aren't in that deep, deep place of understanding, that's truly our heart's desire is to be one with him and to be the image of God and to be in the reflection of um, his glory and goodness. We are kind of a step outside of that, knowing there's something about wanting to be in that perfection place but it looks different through the world and it striving to get there looks different and it's about doing and work and doing and doing and doing and then getting there and then if you if you stop for a minute minute it goes away and so but what you've done through the process of like I don't know what 10 12 years 
that we've like been friends. Um, it's like you got, you dug in deeper and found this source of really what was calling to your heart. And that was rooting in your identity. And once you found that, it's like, oh, this is who I am. And everything else just flows freely from that. Um, and so I just love that. What it seemed though, is like, we come, we step outside of who we are because we've been so influenced by the world and been told so many things by the world and not enough people have told us otherwise or have told us truth. And so we slowly are leaving that identity place and coming out. And now through this process, you have made little digs back to the core and it's like, you're moving back in and it's been a process. It's not a one time revealing and understanding. And then it's just like, you're there. Like, you know, we started ladies commit to fit and it was about women getting together and being strong. And then a year goes by and we, you're doing your coaching and you understand all oh, these women um, don't see like the fullness and beauty of who they are. It's, it's, it's being told to them by a scale. And then another year goes by and you're like, Oh, I can be full. You know, like I don't have to like pick and choose what to put in and I can be full. And it's just like the whole process is bits and pieces as God tends to us slowly and nurtures the heart back to the, the wholeness of what it truly is. The other part that I was, that was hitting me is how we navigate our relationship with God or even just with a human, if you know, of a person, if um, you're not a believer or whatever, it's just how we navigate our relationship with him and how we believe he loves us is also how we navigate our relationship with our body. <clears throat> and so as you have come back to the core identity and abided in him, your, your body is like, it's all one. It's not this um, relationship that's love when you do and not love when you don't or love when you look away and not love when you don't look a certain way, but you, you've come into this unity with God, allowing him to fully come into you. And the relationship with your body is now restored in such a whole place. I used to always say that I was like, I want the outside of me to reflect the inside of me. Like I always used to say that. And I knew, I knew that the, the fullness of the promise of the wholeness of my soul would equate to that. But people don't realize that that requires a pause with letting go of the outcome and being like a child and being like a baby being held to the father's chest, learning and just listening to the heartbeat of the father first. No one wants to do that because it's too risky. Um, the process, but one thing I would say is, okay, let's say someone's so tired of striving or struggling, maybe even with an eating disorder or just obsessively weighing yourself or whatever. Uh, I just would say the process of letting go of all those things and just being loved like that little baby on the father's chest um, the process of becoming and wholeness, like that is part of, it's almost like cocooning to become that whole butterfly. Even in that process of the unknown where the devil's just going to come in and say like, well, what if you gain a whole bunch of weight? What if you lose a whole bunch of muscle? What if you forget how to eat healthy? What if you start 
eating really bad. And it's, you know, it's all, that's all fear. That's all condemnation. That does not come from God. You're in this season and in any season where you're like, I don't know why I'm struggling with sustaining or why, why I feel like this is hard or striving when I know that it's supposed to be abiding and co-laboring and like be an intimate space for me and the Lord and be fruitful and joyful and experience the fruits of the spirit. So the question that I would, would have is, um, is it going to be worth it to rest into the process of becoming in that cocoon season and know that like God wants to, he wants to integrate all of that so that you are led by love and not by fear. And so looking at the things that feel like there's a lot of friction or it's like really hard or you're obsessing, like, like control, manipulation, addiction, like all those things, um, aren't from God. And if you feel like your worth fluctuates up and down because of what you eat, how you look, what size pants you're in the number on the scale, then it does represent a problem. It represents a problem in a good way, in a way that God's saying, come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Let me teach you how to be close to me in this space. Let's pause for a second and let me lay you on my chest so you can hear my heartbeat for you until you're ready to go out knowing my heart for you and do it in a new way that is in alignment with my heart for you. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope this blessed you, added value to your life in a way that you can rest, absorb, root deeply in, and apply to your life. Be sure to find us on social media at Bloom Strong Ministries and on our website at bloomstrongministries.org. One more thing. We're just two moms trusting God and saying yes to the seed that he planted in our hearts a few years ago. To help our ministry grow and to sow into Bloom Strong, go to bloomstrongministries.org where you can partner with us monthly and equip us to do more of what he's asking us to do for the hearts of women in the world today. Awesome. So this is Bronwyn. Yeah. Bronwyn and I met, I don't know, probably close to 10 years ago now. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And I think that one of the things, so just a little history, Bronwyn was like one of my first friends that I actually saw a relationship with the Lord model. And um, I remember I was just like exploring my faith and like trying to deepen my own roots. And I had found this really beautiful worship song and I had her over for coffee and we were listening to it. And she was just like listening to the words and she just was like, I love you too, Jesus. And I was like, I've never said I love you too, to him. And it was just like, I was like, wow, like, it's really not just a knowing it's a feeling and a giving back and moving from the head to the heart. And so I've seen much, um, just authentic love for the Lord in you. And, um, I know that you have so much experience with different seasons with your kids and so the last time we all got together I think the the overarching theme was how do we maintain like a playful fun mentality and still get stuff done (laughs) and that was the the prompting that the Lord was kind of saying so 
And then I saw you were on the playful parenting podcast and I was like, perfect. Yeah. And then I reached out to her and she's like, there's so much more I wanted to say, but didn't get a chance to say. So, um, yeah, I just want to turn it over to you and just share whatever the Lord's put on your heart for, um, this time together. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, I don't feel qualified at all because I struggle with, with these exact things and these questions that come up, but I do have a lot of experience. Um, I have six kids and my oldest is 22 and my youngest are twins that just turned three. So I've been through a lot of seasons of parenting. I wasn't a Christian at the beginning of my journey as a mother. Um, so, you know, working through a lot of those things, um, And I guess where I'm at now is the scripture, um, Psalms 127.3, that says children are a gift and a reward from God. So they're a gift to us. So if you look at a gift, something that's like amazing, and like it's all wrapped up, it's this beautiful thing. So children are this amazing thing from God to us, right? But it's a reward for us. So he chose us and hand selected us to be the parent for those kids. And I just find that verse like instantly changes my mindset, you know, to like keep that fresh in that perspective of like, God chose me. So I'm qualified to be their parent. However that looks and whatever I'm doing, it um, kind of opens up the right mindset I feel like to like meditate on that verse of how precious they are and how a reward. I mean, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Like we are blessed to get mm-hmm. to do this, however it looks. So um, being grateful, I think having a grateful like heart posture. Um, and then it also really taps into, I think, our purpose. So I remember when I was in kindergarten, we had this, um, I've shared this before, so forgive me if you've heard it before, but I had this career day at school and, you know, I was five, but I remember it vividly, like we'd lie down on butcher paper and they traced us out and we got to color this huge picture of like what we want to be when we grow up. So everyone's like a nurse and a fireman and like drawing these pictures. I'm like, what does a mom look like? Mm. Like, that's what I wanted to be. And I was like, um, they, they were trying to encourage me to pick something else. I'm like, well, I just want to be a mom. <laughs> like oh. I, what does mom wear? <laughs> like, well, just whatever you're wearing now. So like, I'm like, okay. So I started drawing myself in, but I struggled most of my adult life, especially in my twenties. Like, what am I going to go to school for? I went to school for a while to be a teacher. I went to school. Um, I don't know. I had lots of ideas, but I really felt like I needed to find something to be something to do. Like it really was unsettling to me that just being a mom wasn't going to, you know, wasn't enough, Mm. but I started having kids really young and I was a mom really young and I did have these precious babies that I get Mm. to raise. But, um, I think when it really became clear to me that being a mom is enough, like Mm. it is what we're called to do as women, like, Mm it is our life purpose. It is like the thing. It's like the highest calling on our life is to be parents Mm -hmm. and to subdue and multiply, you know? So as well as being a wife and like homemaking and all of that, but in this talking about children and children raising to me, remembering that, um, 
raising a child up in Proverbs, raise a child up the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. That's like our daily work. And it's hard, holy work. You know? <laughs> like it is. So um, I think being intentional um, in those things. So we have our purpose in parenting and then being intentional with raising them like we're called to raise them to know to know God so that when they're old they're not going to depart from it mm. so um walking it out with them in whatever ways the Holy Spirit shows us and um I think the fruits of the spirit and doing things like our own work being a witness for God learning scripture being teachable being a worshiper mm. being holy being an example mm. like right because kids watch what we do and do what we do more than what we say. Mm -hmm. And so often it's like, we're teaching and talking and, you know, saying what to do. And there's so much of it is just, what are we, how are we walking our life? Cause our kids see our walk. You know, my older kids remember things about the way I walked before that I really wish they didn't, but mm -hmm. you know, like that's growth and that's journey and it's real. And we get to walk through that. But, um, I think, being an example is a really big part of parenting mm -hmm. um, and our speech and our conduct sh should match what we're wanting our children to become, and, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so practically that looks like the way we communicate, the way we love them, like, you know, giving them a lot of affection, empathy with them and especially empathy and discipline. Um, teaching them to honor you, teaching them to honor God, mm. teaching them right for wrong. And it's, and then it's easy. you like, <laughs> parenting's easy, you know, like here we are loving God, loving each other. Um, we set the tone, you know, for our household. So when we're filled with the spirit and full of joy, we're supposed to be full of joy. I mean, mm. so oftentimes it's a struggle and I'll get to that in a minute, but um, I've, I forget who said it, but um, we're happy, or our kids are happiest when we're happy, mm. you know? And it's really hard because I know I'm I'm struggling when my youngest says, you happy, mom? Mm. Touch my face. Mom, are you happy? Like, she's she's noticed that I haven't been or like like she's checking in with me. I'm like, I don't, I don't want that for her, but it's it's real like. Like I said, like I'm, this is my journey and it's a journey for mm -hmm. sure. Parenting. So, mm -hmm. um, I think fun comes naturally though. Like, I'm not going to tell you like how to play Play-Doh and like <laughs> <laughs> how to find fun games to play through kids. Cause that's, I feel like that's when you're feeling alive and in the Holy spirit and happy and full of joy mm -hmm. and coming, it comes naturally. Like you can play with your kids naturally and have fun. Um, but there are a few things that I do um, that are practical, and I'll include those. Um, some of them are having open communication, like creating a safe place for like all the feelings to be talked about. Um, and I'm learning about gentle parenting, and I know there's a lot of different philosophies on parenting, but I'm I'm taking away some some really positive things from that um, as far as a lot of empathy in, you know, we are all learning and struggling and to expect a kid to know things or to obey in a certain way. When I know that struggle personally, um, it helps to have empathy. So 
also listening to our kids, the little things that they say now become the big things later. So if they feel like they can talk to you now as a little person, then when they're older, they're going to feel you have that relationship built so you can talk to them Mm -hmm. um, and they'll come to you with the big things, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So also including them in your stuff that you're doing. So these are kind of daily things, but like, so in the kitchen, I have a couple toys set up where they only play with them when I'm doing work in the kitchen, Mm. like one silly thing right now I have, and they're kind of always rotating or I find new things, but it's like an empty spice jar with Q-tips. So my three-year-olds love putting like the Q-tips in, you know, and having little things that you can pull out when you feel like I'm trying to get dinner done. Mm -hmm. You're bugging me. (laughs) They need something to do, but they want to be with me. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to help them, have them help me right now. So you pull out something like that. Oh yeah, got this. Mm -hmm. Or I've got like a little a little tub of little scrubby brushes and little things. And I just set them at the sink and then they just turn the water on and play. And like, I forget that those are like things, but they're like little tools that I use. So like, you know, for older kids, finding something that they love that you can kind of pull out while you're doing an activity, like you were having like you do school here mm-hmm. and you leave it here. It's just what he does while he's here. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. Like, mm-hmm. That's a tool that you have to use that works so mm-hmm. you can get work done you know mm-hmm. I have like a bag of nail polish and they love it so when I'm down getting ready they're allowed to like line them all up and look at all the colors stuff like that so finding those things for special occasions and then I'm also this might be a hot topic too but I'm really into rewards lately mm. so um you know discipline and you know, like consequences, there's a place for everything, (laughs) but I found that rewards are a really helpful tool that I've been shy from because I feel like it's bribery or like Mm. I should, I expect a certain like level of respect. So you're going to do what I say because I'm the mom, but like we've been struggling with naps and I don't know where I know napping is the thing that, you know, everybody goes through, but we tried everything for a couple of weeks and like, it really felt like they just didn't care, but they really still need their nap because of their behavior later in the day, like they're tired, you know? So, and it doesn't really work for me to have them not have a nap time <laughs> yet. <laughs> so um, all of those things combined somehow ended up after naps, I had these jelly beans. They're like, okay, oh, some jelly beans. So we have these little jelly bellies in a bottle after naps, they come down and they get five jelly beans. They get to pick them out. And, you know, it went from being this struggle of like, what do I do? I sit outside the door. I'm crying. I'm angry, like frustrated for weeks to, do I get jelly beans? (laughs) And it feels like, is this okay to do? I don't know, but it's turned into like, they go to sleep, they wake up happy, they come down and we spend 20 minutes talking about everything while we have these little jelly beans together and it's so sweet it's and like so cute that's fun like that's fun parenting yeah you know it and fun. it's maybe maybe I'm, I'm not allowed to do that like there's a part of me that's like am I allowed to do that but it feels like it really works in mm-hmm. this season and what we're doing and I'm good with it yeah and it took like freedom to be able to think of something creative and be like yeah. I'm not going to be worried about doing something wrong but I'm going to try this and see yeah. how it goes 
Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. Like and it kind of evolved as something, you know, what? it worked really well. It's still working. I'm going to, I'm going to run with it. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, let, let's have a little treat after naps, as opposed to like, if you go to bed, then you get your treats. And sometimes it comes out like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'll be honest, but you know, that's, it's something I'm okay with. So rewards as opposed to punishments, I would rather mm. struggle on the reward system. I like that. Than the punishment. And I feel better. And in turn, I feel like they feel better. So that's amazing because then they're being like, enticed to go further because of the blessing that's coming rather than the fear yeah. of religion that's and like good. you know what I mean yeah. like I love rather than the fear of like well it feels enough. more holy to me yeah it really does because like we're we're not obeying God because the fear of punishment yeah we're obeying God because we know how much he loves us yes. you know and if love looks like five jelly beans right now <laughs> but then yeah. they have this built-in behavior of like this is what we do yeah. You know, and I think about it, maybe I'm, maybe I'm the treat mom, but a while ago we had a hard time getting everybody into the car without meltdowns. And I'd be like, let's go. Once we're in the car, everybody has a lollipop for the car, like, mm -hmm. you know, little, little dum dum. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I need to work on my rewards, but mm -hmm. it got them moving like so, good. so quickly. So now there's no lollipops. Everybody knows the routine and gets in the car. It's like never a struggle. Mm -hmm. So it can grow into them knowing the behavior and it obeying. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's, that's something that's helpful. Oh um, I think so including yourself, them in the things you're doing, you know, the work you're doing, finding things to include them and then also including yourself and in things they're doing. So being intentional about, you know, if they're having drawing time, go sit down, but like, instead of drawing on their picture or, you know, what are you drawing? get your own art stuff out and do your own things side by side. Like, mm -hmm. oh, let's draw together. Mm -hmm. But you know, like you don't have to draw their cat the whole time. Yeah. Like spend some time being creative for yourself with them together. And it fills you. And I think that's so important as a mom to like do things that are good for you and filling you too mm -hmm. side by side. Yeah. So it's not always okay, I'm going to build Legos again, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and we we're going to do that because we're moms and we love our kids and we're going to sacrifice and do those things that aren't our favorite. But I think being intentional about, you know, filling our own heart with them and mm -hmm. they're going to see that and they, they gleam from that too. Mm -hmm. So, good. um, so it's all great until it's not, <laughs> you know, like all of that is sounds fun until it's not. And then what about when we're in the trenches and triggered and tired and emotional and the timing's bad and behavior's challenging and you're up against a wall? And I think it can come in like little amounts, like, ah, or blow up, like where you really lose it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And like, this is really, you came undone and this is like, what do I do? And it's really, really hard. So, um, the scripture, Mark 12, 31, love your neighbor as yourself. I just feel like when I learned about that scripture, you have to love yourself before you can love anyone, mm -hmm. love someone else. Well, um, and loving yourself in that moment. So first of all, taking your thoughts captive as well as you can, like kind of freezing, checking in with yourself, renewing your mind, taking a deep breath, um, pray out loud. If you can mm -hmm. pray in tongues, whatever you can do to like mm -hmm. remind yourself of who you are, like 
if this is not an emergency, mm -hmm. you know, like um, kind of stop yourself in your tracks, like, okay, what's happening? Mm -hmm. Like there's a tornado happening, like, okay, wait, mm -hmm. wait a minute. Um, and then don't speak until you can speak five. I think that's Ooh, huge. That's good. Um, Proverbs 18 talks about the tongue has the power of life and death, mm -hmm. you know, and we as mothers setting the tone in our house and we don't want to speak curses to our kids yes. in the moments, you know, and it's so easy to like in frustration, have it come out in a way that is like death as right. opposed to life. And, um, I think one tip about that is I've heard where, and it works for my girls is to just start saying what's good around you, whether it's mm. anything, instead of saying the thing you feel like saying, um, I see mercy reading her book. You know, if it's not about mm. that child or their sunshine's coming through the window and it cannot be at all what you care about, in the moment, <laughs> but just start naming good things. You know what mm. I mean? Like very practical, mm -hmm. um, tool to just start naming thing, good things until you've given yourself enough time to like, let the thing come out that mm. you're going to say in a way that is going to speak life. So another thing is, you know, sandwich talk where you say something that is positive <laughs> sandwiched with the thing that you're working on. But a lot mm. of times in those moments where it's really rough, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around that much, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So this is more like an emergency talk, but, mm -hmm. um, you say something good, Say the correction and then say something good followed up so it's like a compliment sandwich package mm, the compliment um, sandwich like yeah. compliment sandwich <laughs> right yeah. um also saying this is really challenging right now like naming what's happening like mm. i'm feeling really challenged right now let's should we start over should we all start over should mm. you know like let's all apologize mm -hmm. um let's let's have a reset you know what, mm. this is hard, let's reset. Um, and then physically changing, you know, like take action and physically change. So I don't know if you've heard of the victory stance, mm -mm. but if you make a V with your arms, it recharges your body. I forget the like science of it, but there's science to it where you actually are empowered, which it. makes sense because your arms are up like in worship. Yeah. You know, so you're like surrendered, but you're actually becoming empowered and your whole body will change wow. if you hold it for a couple minutes. But I don't know. I don't do that one a lot, but I, I, I do feel like that's an actual real thing. Like wow. it will change what's happening in your body. Um, and repent, which mm -hmm. means to turn and to change direction. So mm -hmm. we're standing here, we're not saying anything or we're calling out what's good um, and changing directions from what's happening to something holy. Mm -hmm. And it takes you know, the Holy Spirit, it takes a lot of help, but asking for help, praying in tongues, um, worshiping, you know, just even worship when you're not feeling it still counts mm -hmm. as worship, you know, speaking life over the situation, singing in general. So I was in the car a couple months ago now, and I was really having a hard time. We were late for something and I had an appointment and I was, um, not ready to say anything nice and I just started singing and made up a song I am so nice <laughs> you know like try not to yell um, but it just came out I'm like I'm so nice I am so kind I listen to my mom all the time and then I started singing again and then it started sounding nicer I was like 
and they all just started singing along with me. I'm wow. Like, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> so we, we all remember the song and we've changed the lyrics to fit different things, but oh. um, singing is one of my personal ways to get out of my own way. You know mm. what I mean? So and I'll go into that in just a minute, but um smiling like making yourself smile yeah. it like changes your face changes things laying down on the floor getting low so that you are in a like non-threatening position and you're getting completely grounded mm-hmm. like being on the ground getting low mm-hmm. you just change your physical surroundings what's yes. happening um closing your eyes as, until peace can like kind of wash over you those are a few things um and then moving forward to get back on track whatever you need to do, what's going to help you is going to help them, you know, because kids can so often play off of our own struggles. And we just want to get back to that place where everything was easy, you know, back to where it's like, oh, I'm in the Holy Spirit and I'm flowing and I can handle upsets, you know, like there's time where you feel like that. So um, it's going to be different, I think, for everyone. But some of mine that work are singing, like I said, you know, finding um, I can put worship music on so you get out of that immediate struggle with these other things and then kind of change gears um, putting worship music on or singing or you know I'll sing a song and have them finish the lyric for me you know so get them like connect back to connect reconnect with me as mom um, breathing together holding your breath blowing bubbles stuff like that and then also moving my body really helps me switch gears um giving hugs like let's hug you know Mm. like do you need a hug and usually we all need hugs after Mm -hmm. things are hard like to get to reset you know um like a 10 second hug I don't know all the science behind it too but I know that there's magic in 10 seconds Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know tickles um doing a task together so I feel better when I clean and like when I I need to like get something done Mm -hmm. um but if I go like wash a table or just something and include them you know like let's wash the table. Mm-hmm. let's like get something done together mm-hmm. I'm going to feel better and because I'm feeling better they're going to feel better you know mm-hmm. and then you're doing that's reconnecting in whatever way that works for you um going outside is a big one too like changing to be outside um walking hiking trampoline go push on swing outside just go sit in the sun on the grass whatever you know, sometimes you have more time than others for those kind of things. Um, self-care. So my play style I've learned recently is like a director, which Ooh, is there a test for this? So go to that um, lady, playful, it's like playful parenting. Playful parenting. Yeah. Yes. So she can help you find out what your play style is. Ooh. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause um, she helped, she helped me understand that. And it sounded a little like not very fun. Like <laughs> being a director, like, oh, I'm bossy. Okay. Um, but it's kind of the planner. Like, I like to like, okay, let's prepare what you're going to wear today. Like, let's go on our calendar and say, okay, what are we going to do next week? And put on things. And like, to me, that's like playing, like kind of make believe into the future, you know, like self-care, like, mm-hmm. um, let's go to the park this day. Okay. What do we need to do that? And like, do I have my bottles for that or you know those that's playing to me Mm. or you know if it's the afternoon let's redo your hair Mm. (laughs) you know like finding ways to um to be together in a way that is nurturing to ourselves because going back to loving your neighbor is love you know Mm -hmm. to love yourself 
to love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. So loving yourself as a mom, yeah. um, finding ways that you can do that. Um, and then the other big one for me is water. So I don't know what it is, mm. um, but anything that has to do with water. So sometimes if things are, you know, feeling crunchy, <laughs> I will <laughs> put them in the bath early. Like we do baths after dinner, but I'm like, let's take a bath. Like, yeah. you guys want to take a bath? And so 10 o'clock in the morning and they're in the bath, just water mm. therapy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, or we'll all go in the hot tub or we'll fill up water containers and go water the plants or turn on the hose or anything that has to do with water is something for me that I know changes me mm. and gets me back on track to where I can like be in the ease of the Holy Spirit again and wow. um, be back connected um or going for coffee yeah. that's always like something so mm-hmm. anyway it's not a lot to share about actual things of like how to do crafts and things that are fun <laughs> but I feel like those things come so much more easily when we can handle and like reel in and know what to do and have real strategies in those moments where we're thrown off mm-hmm. and then we're not the main mom we're not mm-hmm. the grumpy mom we're the mom that's real and like and you're teaching your kid how to handle all your feelings and those emotions mm. too and how to get them back on track. Okay, well, what, you know, and they're going to see that whether they understand what you're doing at first or not, you know, but over time, I feel like it's really healthy strategies to get back to where we want to be. And beautiful. I love yeah. that. That was so good. That was like a lot, actually. I mean, a lot of really good. I have like, <laughs> are you taking notes? Three pages of notes. Yes. Um, it was super good. Um, what do you, um, what are your, like, do you ever apologize to your kids? Yes. And what does that look like? Um, I think it can happen in the moment or I can come back to it and revisit it, but I'll apologize to my older kids about things that happened when they were five, you know, Mm. and revisit those apologies over Mm. and over where if it's on my heart, I want to bring it up. I want to bring it up to get things out of the darkness and expose them to the light. And I feel like Mm. that's what apology does, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And there's, you know, you're forgiven as soon as you apologize, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that there's not work in there and healing that needs to be done. And I just feel like, you know, there's a conversation, an ongoing conversation that I have with one of my kids so that they, if they've grown and changed and started seeing things in a different way, it brings it back to a place where, we can find truth in it and apply what we know about God and scripture to situations, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm huge on apology. That's so good. Yeah. I love that. Um, I always apologize to Layton too, because I can feel it when like his pain is too much for me and I'm not feeling like safe in my own pain or like, you know what I mean? Like, and then I lose my patience or whatever. Yeah. I've been, and I watched this, I don't know if you've ever watched any Paul Washer videos, but he talked about when he apologizes to his kids and he apologized to his daughter and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like I, I sinned against you. Will you forgive me? And he said, don't ever let your kids say it's okay. Yeah. And so, um, he said that he just had this experience apologizing to his daughter and she, he goes, I'm sorry. I sinned against you. Will you forgive me? And she goes, dad you sinned against me, but I will forgive you. Aww. 
like so realizing like your kids don't have to say it's okay so I did have latency because it's not okay it's not okay let's not excuse each other's sins and we're all growing like we're big kids I mean we have a kid inside of us Mm -hmm. we're like it's a learning growing thing we're all doing and we aren't perfect we aren't God Mm -hmm. you know and I think it I think it helps kids learn even more when you can apologize. It teaches them how to apologize. Well, and it raises the bar for like accountability too. Yeah. Like I had Leighton say that to me and he's like, I was like, no, it's not okay. Say, mom, you sinned against me. He's like, mom, you sinned against me. <laughs> I didn't like it. But for him to be able to recognize it and not just be like, oh, you're the mom and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. It right. raises the bar for myself yeah. and for him to be like, oh. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you're allowed to call me out. I yeah. mean it there's boundaries with conversations and different things, but like, I want to know if you're feeling trampled on or if you're feeling like I'm not in alignment with who I say I am or mm-hmm. who I want to be or who, you know, I should be or want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. I like that. Will you write his name down for me? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, um, I have a question. So I have two boys who are like fighting constantly ages four and seven. And, um, I'm My question is what's the best way to approach like the middle of a fight? Yeah, that's a really good question. I have mostly daughters. So that kind of physical fighting isn't something that I've seen it with boys and I've heard about it, but I haven't seen, um, been kind of firsthand with that, but, um, I was actually just at the park last week and there was two boys about those ages and they were brothers and they were really fighting. And I thought, you know, they're boys and they're brothers. And some of that play fight is like what you do and you wrestle your brothers around, you know, like that's what I've heard and like, okay. And this mom walked up to me and she's like, those boys are fighting, like kind of real, like worried about it. And was like, okay. So I want like if she feels like called to do something about it like I wonder what she's gonna do and kind of watched it unfold and she's like what the teacher in me just is like so it turned out she was like a first grade teacher Mm. and she's like walked up to she said boys we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that to each other and just walked right into their fight and he did something he's like you are hitting him on the head and like named the thing that he was doing Mm. um that was like that's not how we play in our family that's not what we do um, so I think, and they stopped, they kind of were like, who is this lady Tell me what to do? <laughs> so I think sometimes it's harder when it's the parent saying it, like there's more of like a, a pushback, but, um, I really like how she's like, you know what? I don't want my kids. And she just said this too. She said, I have little kids here watching you guys. And I don't want them mm. seeing that. That's not how we treat each other. And I thought that was a really good way to interject. And it worked in that situation so in that moment you know I think I've also learned that not to like take sides you know is really important because mm-hmm. you can see something and know that one of your kids is the one that kind of instigated it or is more in the right or the wrong but to come in and say you guys are fighting you're fighting right now call it as it is and like what are you guys fighting about I can't let you hurt each other mm-hmm. you know like come into them but say sometimes people fight but we need to like fight fight fair and like fight a good fight you know mm-hmm. like let's let's talk about it and so I'm not sure if that answers your question but I think calling it out and saying the thing that's happening mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to go in and fix it um mm-hmm. is something that I I feel like I would do mm-hmm. with my kids 
It's good. And that's a hard, that's a hard one. My, my girls can fight too. And that's, mm -hmm. it's hard, mm -hmm. you know? And I think when they're physically violent, not, you know, not allowing, I can't let you, I can't let you hurt your brother. Even if you pick him up and have to move him physically, mm -hmm. like separate him. That's my baby too. Yeah. <laughs> you're my and baby yeah. and he's my baby. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are fighting and it's like, you're allowed to fight. Like fighting happens and like, let's learn how to be good good fighters like what what do you think I want to hear what you have to say mm -hmm. like when kids can feel really like heard mm -hmm. you know both sets of the side can feel really heard mm -hmm. um that's good I have a question so for you um because I know you love to like be a homemaker and have things nice and have things pretty and have things prepared for your husband and your family and that fills you up but you're also very like driving core motive intimacy and you quality is super important so mm -hmm. are there days where you're like I feel like I have to choose am I going to have quality time with the ones that I'm called to love and have something be less than perfect as far as me showing them I love them through preparation and yeah. for, you know yeah. um and which way do you go which yeah. one what do you choose <laughs> what do I choose that's a really good question too um I think to be honest, I go both ways, mm -hmm. you know, I, but I think that's where the Holy Spirit really plays in because if I'm in a place where I, which I try to be, where I am connected to God, mm -hmm. I know which way is more important. And mm -hmm. sometimes it sounds selfish, but sometimes really taking, tackling my home project life mm -hmm. so that I can be a better mom. Mm -hmm. Like if I spend 15 minutes to continuing my work, I can come back into the rest of my day feeling like I can serve and give mm -hmm. in like a more filled up place, mm -hmm. you know, but there's other times where I feel like, no, I really need to drop what I'm doing mm -hmm. and go attend to this relationship. That's good. You know? Yeah. And trusting that it can look different on different days mm -hmm. and that it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's times where I do it wrong and I look back and go, shoot, I was really caught up in that, you mm -hmm. know, process instead of what they were needing and it kind of escalated things later on and kind of look back and see what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And then as far as um, just making sure like you get your own cup filled up with the Lord mm -hmm. and you have your hands full, you have like three little ones at yeah. home. They're very close in age. Um, on the days, like, do you wake up early typically and have your alone time with the Lord and worship and pray and like have that time? Um, or is that something that you do with your kids or is it set apart for the Lord first? That's my first part of the yeah. question. Well, I'll answer that part first. So ideally, yes, I wake up early. Um, I like to go for a walk in the morning. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of transition happening in my life and having that time to move my body and pray and worship mm -hmm. um or listen to a podcast or listen to scripture mm -hmm. you know like my bible app mm -hmm. is builds me up and kind of sets the tone for mm -hmm. my day and mm -hmm. I do like to give ideally that would be what happens all the time but it definitely doesn't but I also know that God sees us and meets us where we're at and you can have an encounter with God and grow and learn from him while you're sitting at a stoplight mm -hmm. you know in those little moments and he blessed me with all of these children mm -hmm. and knows my situation and knows my heart. And I think the biggest thing is having a continual 
prayer life dialogue with him, mm. you know, bringing just the continual, thank you, God. Hi, this mm. is where I'm sitting in my car. What do you want me to know? Like, mm-hmm. tell me something. Like a revolving door into his room. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm back again. Yeah. 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 Keeping that heart open to him. And I feel like the channel is just strong Like, mm. and, and being aware that it is. And when it's not going, oh, what am I doing? Mm. You know, and turning it back on. So that's such a beautiful practice, especially in different stages of life. Because I think that we feel guilty if we don't get that, like, you know, regimented block of time that we want to set apart for him yeah. on our ideal day. You know, yeah. we want to do quiet time, workout, yeah. meal prep, Five like pages of journal. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I would, I, I would love to, I know, but I also feel like he also is a God that's practical and wants to use us in a practical way. And if we're not that, you know, that might not be the best way to love him or to know him or to learn from him yeah. in that moment, in that you know? season. And yeah, moment. yeah, that's so good. I like that. I think that that's so beautiful. It's just, it's, it allows you freedom to be with him and abide in what feels like sometimes chaotic, like a lot going on, but it's like, yeah. no, I still have the capacity right now yeah. in this moment, doing all these different things to feel the fullness of the yeah. love of my father yeah oh and he's so good to me and so rich in in those tiny moments sometimes I feel like I can sit and do a whole study for two or three hours and get more out of like a moment staring at my wall (laughs) while the kids are you know Mm -hmm. because that's he knows that I need that kind of download you know it's like my time for like chewing on meat is like it's not really a time for that it's Mm -hmm. like there is time for that and I can make time, you know, and if I felt like the Lord was telling me I needed to do that, I would do it, mm-hmm. you know, and I would get up earlier or I would make room for that. But I feel like that's how beautiful relationships are when you're going after someone's heart, mm-hmm. you see their heart, you see everything about their day, you see everything about what their needs are mm-hmm. and you meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. That's how you love someone. So, so he's loving us that way. Yeah. So, so there, it doesn't feel guilt or shame if I don't get it in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So beautiful. I love that. That's so sweet. Um, I, I know you said one thing. You said that before we started this, you said you don't like to be on your phone in front of your kids. Mm-hmm. And can you t- explain a little bit more about your heart motive for that? Um. Yeah. Well, I think in this generation, um, you know, we used to not have these phones Mm -hmm. my age at least um and I see it becoming like this other world that like we escape to and there's so many things in the world telling us to like everything's in this phone you know Mm -hmm. like so available and a distraction but it feels like hard to have relationship when you're um having relationship with things happening on your phone so mm, it's like a separate world that your kids aren't a part of yeah that you can have access to yeah. at any time and they're not invited into it yeah it's very cold like yeah. as an outsider and I you know I can see people that are on it like at a restaurant like both the husband and wife are both on their phone the whole time and like it's a very odd thing to watch mm-hmm. you know and I think there's a kid's book about it mm. I don't know what it's called but where it's like there's a wall mm. up every time you have your phone up you know That's it's so like they're seeing this, they're, so they're kind of sitting at the table by themselves or you mm. know like and it just left an impression on me that as much as I can and I'm not kind of got it but 
when I was saying I talk to my kids a lot on the phone though too so I do have that exception mm -hmm. yeah and I thought of one more thing um for your question about what to do when your boys are fighting mm -hmm. um I really think it takes a village and I really think I'm happier and feel like um I'm able to apply wisdom naturally better when I'm connected with other moms mm -hmm. um and that can be online too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not to be on your phone all day, like we're mm -hmm. talking about, but there's some amazing, amazing, um, especially on Instagram, that's kind of where my home is, but um, women that are just teaching so many skills and strategies. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in the ones that I follow and then glean from, mm -hmm. I would love to share those. I can maybe put them on the bottom of the podcast, but yeah, such helpful things um, that I'm, I'm learning from and I can't wait to hear when they post more because they're really doing some amazing work in the parenting field. So I would love access to that and I can yeah. post them um, like on our little weekly message. Team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd be awesome. Yeah, because you're not alone. And I, I think all parents struggle with all of these things. Mm -hmm. You know, we wouldn't all be going, walking through this. You know, it's not an easy, hard and holy work. Hard and holy, yes. Mm -hmm. my, you know, my mom can sit down and like play in a dollhouse with all the little figures for like hours. Mm. And like, I would, I'm always felt like, mm. I like sit down for like three minutes and like, like a dog. <laughs> oh, hi, I have to go. I do Or like, I just can't uh -huh. like get into it. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, mm. I'm not very playful. And I was talking to her about that. And she's like, well, that just might not be your play style. Like what, what's playful to you. And so mm. getting to know what brings you joy as a mom and having fun and being playful, she like helps moms feel like they can play too mm. um, and understand what it is. And then kids benefit when you are playful with filled with your own stuff. So yeah, I definitely like that. That's so fun. I love that. And it's kind of fun. Like, as you were talking, I was just thinking, what would I like to do? Like, what are yeah. the things I really love to do that I can feel like playful? Yeah. One of the things is like the smell of chlorine at the water slide yes. because you're like safe and you can be free and there's lifeguards yes. like, and it makes you feel like a kid. Yeah. Or I was just thinking like how I even enjoy, like we do sometimes we'll paint the horses, like, yes. like you know what I mean? Like yes. stuff like that. But it's like, hmm, what are the things that I love to do that I can yeah. be the most childlike with my yes. kids? Yes. So I think that might be a fun little yeah. prompt for us to do this week is yeah. make a list of the things that make us feel like kids where we can be kids together. I love that. Because it sounds like your mom can just turn a switch and be a kid and be. Yes. And she really can. Cool. And I think because I didn't, I thought that was the only way to do it because she's my mom. Right. You know, like, well, I got it. That's plenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But once I realized there's a, a lot of different like play styles and play personalities, like, I'm very playful. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, you know, water is one of mine and it just mm -hmm. brings it out. Like, I don't know what it is, but it brings out like playing or going on a hike, you know, like mm -hmm. being outdoors, some of those things, but yeah, but knowing, understand, having that understanding, it's like another little tip in our toolbox. Yeah. Here. And that changes the atmosphere and the, you know, dilutes any stress or mm -hmm. fear, or, you know, yeah. control. It's good. She has an adorable children's book as well you guys called little miss muffin yes. right yeah yeah you can share a little bit about your book too 
Yeah, it came out uh, like Christmas time last year and it's the first in a series. I wrote it with my oldest daughter. She um, did all the illustrations. She's so talented. Um, but it's a really sweet book about when I was a little girl, I grew up on an island and just some of the core memories and special things, you know, that I remember and kind of put a big light on some of the other parts of childhood that aren't as fun too. Mm -hmm. So a really healing, fun thing to do, creative. It's so cute. It's yeah. adorable. And I can't Thank wait you. to see all of the things that God's going to do with it. I love that it's the first in a series and then you can like, oh, it's just so cute. I mean, if I had a little girl, I would love it in Aww. her room. <laughs> so nice. It's really sweet. Yeah. It's been really fun. Mm. All right, you guys. Well, um, I'll go ahead and close out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, Thank you. This is so good. Yay. Loved it. Awesome.